Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Uh, okay, you know, you guys aren't privy to all the new shit, so, uh, you know, but hey, that's what you, uh, that's what you pay me for. <laughs> Believe but yeah, me. Yeah, but Walter. Hell, I can get you towed by three o'clock this afternoon with nail polish. I am the walrus. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Working in shifts. Working in shifts. Family Rustler. I'm out of here. Man, come on. I had a rough night and I hate the fucking eagles, man. I hate the fucking eagles, man. There's just one thing, dude. What's that? You have to use so many cuss words. The fuck are you talking about? Amazon. What's the movie Big Lebowski about? Lebowski is a 1998 comedy starring Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, and Julianne Moore. The movie is about... Ultimate L.A. slacker Jeff the Dude Lebowski, mistaken for a millionaire of the same name, seeks restitution for a rug ruined by debt collectors, enlisting his bowling buddies for help while trying to find the millionaire's missing wife. There you go. So if you don't know, now you know. Uh, that's what uh, Alexa has to say about it. Um, this is the Stinky Think Tank podcast. I'm Stink. Uh, we are doing the Big Lebowski screenplay. Uh, episode one, we got all the way through to page 19 of the script, and, and frankly, it is playing pretty close to the to the the final. Um, so far, the, it, it's almost verbatim, and it's pretty uh, pretty cool to see how the performances uh, from the the brilliant actors that they have um, are able to breathe so much characterization and, and life and personality into. Um, basically what they're what they're given on book so far there hasn't been a whole lot of uh improvisation or anything uh last episode you heard a long story about moving to vegas and buying a pomeranian from a store um that story ends by the way with that that couple taking the the dog in the in the motorhome and leaving um but some shit went down after i left vegas um there was some shady shit going on with my boss, and so when when he left and and things got kind of kind of squirrely, and they 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 laid me off, quote unquote. We had some dispute as to whether my uh, expense report items were going to get paid because the the boss there was giving me a lot of leeway, and then under scrutiny when the when the Southern California bosses got there, they were like, whoa, 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 this is this is against policy and this is against everything. Now. Um, I did not buy the dog with the company credit card. However, um, there were a lot of things that I did buy with that credit card that were for work. So, so it became this, you know, disputed kind of thing. Um, and because I'm just a dipshit and an asshole, um, I, I let it go too long and my credit was ruined. Um, one of my best friends, um, from high school, uh, Robbo, um, he turned out to be a fucking brilliant. I mean, he was brilliant. He was always brilliant. Um, but now he's like a fucking vice president of some hoity-toity place. Um, he loves to make fun of me 
because I'm so uh, uh, laissez-faire, you could say, about money. Anyway, uh, I had to go and um, I got sued basically by the credit card company for not paying Getty off. So not only did I buy a purebred dog from a fucking mall pet store, which you you shouldn't do um, because of puppy mills and all kinds of stuff that I learned later, um, but if you do, you should pay it. And I didn't. So I ended up going to court to um, settle the credit card claim that I bought Getty with. Um, my, my buddy loves to point out that I paid, you know, probably two grand total when it was all said and done um, for a, a puppy that I kept for two weeks and then gave away. Yeah, so, yeah, so Getty ruined my, my credit. Top of page 19 of the Big Lebowski screenplay. Uh, you can get yours at Script Slugs, Script Slug, Script Slugs, something like that, dot com. Um, simple Google search will get you close, and then uh, you can download your own version of the screenplay to follow along. Or you can just try to follow along with my meandering thoughts and, and uh, reading the screenplay. At any rate, top of page 19. Uh, he lets the small yapping dog out of the carrier. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so the guy's whoopied on his rug. Um, the dude stole a different rug. They're back bowling now and, and discussing how what the injustice is. Um, and Walter brought his ex-wife's Pomeranian, I believe, to the bowling league, and, it, and it's caused a little bit of problem. Now, if I brought Getty anywhere in a little container like that, Getty would have lost his fucking mind. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, he lets the dog out of the carrier. Getty would have never been able to come out of a carrier in a public place. A bowling alley? But Getty would have run down the fucking bowling lanes and like fought the 16-pound bowling ball. Getty was insane, guys. I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. Scoots around the bowling table, sniffing at bowlers and wagging its tail. Dude, hey, man, if my fucking ex-wife asked me to take care of her fucking dog while she and her boyfriend went to Honolulu, I'd tell her to go fuck herself. Why can't she board it? Walter, first of all, dude, you don't have an ex. Secondly, it's a fucking show dog with fucking papers. You can't board it. It gets upset. Its hair falls out. It gets upset is an understatement in my experience. Dude, hey, man, Walter, fucking dog has papers, dude. Over the line. Smokey turns from his last roll to look at Walter. Smokey, huh? Walter, over the line, Smokey. I'm sorry, that's a foul. Smokey, bullshit. Eight, dude. Walter, excuse me, market zero. Next frame. Smokey, bullshit, Walter. Walter, this is not numb. This is bowling. There are rules. Dude, come on, Walter. It's just, it's Smokey. So his toe slipped over a little bit. It's just, it's just a game. Walter, this is a league game. This determines who enters the next round robin. Am I wrong? I love when, Smokey, when Walter gets all fucking in, righteously indignant. Smokey, yeah, but am I wrong? Smokey, yeah, but I, I wasn't over. Give me the marker, dude. I'm marking it an eight. Walter takes out a gun. Yeah, Walter can get really fucking intense. Walter, Smokey, my friend, you are entering a world of pain. Dude, hey, Walter... Walter, mark that frame an eight. You're entering a world of pain. I'm not. A world of pain. A manager in a bowling-style shirt uniform is running for the phone. Smokey, look, dude, I don't hold with this. This guy's your partner. Now, you, you should... Walter primes the gun and points it at his head. Has the world gone crazy? Am I the only one here who gives a shit about the rules? Mark it at zero. Uh, the Pomeranian is excited, excitedly yapping at Walter's elbow, making his... 
high body twisting tail wagging leaps, making his high body twisting tail wagging leaps, whatever. It, it basically is just saying Pomeranian's going to be a Pomeranian. Pomeranian's Pomeranian. She get a shirt that says Pomeranian's Pomeranian. Dude, Walter, they're calling the cops. Put the piece away. Mark it zero. Next page. Top of 21. Smokey Walter. You think I'm fucking around here? Mark it zero. Smokey. All right, all right. There it is. It's fucking zero. He points frantically at the score projected above the lane. You happy, you crazy fuck? This is a league game, Smokey. Parking lot. Walter and the dude walk to the dude's car. The Pomeranian trots happily behind Walter, who totes the empty carrier. Uh, again, I don't know how they trained this acting dog, Pomeranian, to be cool, but in my experience, it fucking would have ran away into the street and, like, caused a 10-car pile up and then pissed on the fucking accidents. Fucking melee. Dude, Walter, you can't do that. These guys are like me. They're pacifists. Smokey was a conscientious objector. Walter, you know, dude, I myself dabbled with pacifism at one point. Not in them, of course. Dude, and you know Smokey has emotional problems. You mean beyond the pacifism? He's fragile, man. He's very fragile. As the two men get into the car, Walter, huh, I did not know that. Well, it's water under the bridge. And we do enter the next round robin. Am I wrong? Dude, you are not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. They watch a squad car take a squealing turn into the lot. Walter, okay then. We play Quintana and O'Brien next week. They'll be pushovers. Dude, just take it easy, Walter. Walter, that's your answer to everything, dude. And let me point out, pacifism is not... Look at our current situation with that camel fucker in Iraq. Pacifism is not something to hide behind. Dude, well, just take it easy, man. Walter, I'm perfectly calm, dude. Yeah, waving a gun around? Calmer than you are. This irritates the dude further. Just take it easy, man. Calmer than you are. Dude's house. Large, brilliant Persian rug lies beneath the dude's beat-up old furniture. At the table next to the answering machine, the dude is mixing Kahlua, rum, and milk. I had a cat named Kahlua one time. Anyway. Voice. Dude, this is Smokey. Look. I don't want to be a hard-on about this, and I know it wasn't your fault, but I just thought it was fair to tell you that Gene and I will be submitting this to the league and asking them to set aside the round, or maybe forfeit it to us. Dude, shit. Voice. So, like I was saying, just, you know, fair warning. Tell Walter. Beep. Another voice. Mr. Lebowski, this is Brent at, uh, well, at Mr. Lebowski's office. Please call us as soon as it is convenient. Beep. Another voice. Mr. Lebowski. This is Fred Donarski. Fred Donarski. There you go. With the Southern Cal Bowling League. I just got an informal report uh, that uh, a member of your team, Mr. Walter Sobchak, drew a firearm during league play. Hear the doorbell. Ding dong. The door. (laughs) It swings open to reveal a short, hairy, muscular, but balding, middle-aged man in a black t-shirt and black cut-off jeans. A, a short, hairy, muscular man. Uh, man, dude. Dude. Hey, Alan. Alan. Uh, dude, I finally got the venue I wanted. I'm performing my dance quintet, you know, my cycle, at Crane Jackson's Fountain Street Theater on Tuesday night, and I'd love it if you came and gave me notes. The dude takes a swig of his Kahlua. Sure, Alan, I'll be there. Dude, uh, tomorrow is already the 10th. Yeah, 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 I, I know, okay. Just... Slip it under my door. Yep, okay. So Alan's the landlord as well as uh, 
a great dancer. Back in the living room, the voice continues on the machine. Voice, serious infraction and examine your standing. Thank you. Beep. Voice, Mr. Lebowski, Brant again. Please do call us when you get in and I'll send the limo. Let me reassure you, I hope you're not avoiding this call because of the rug, which, I assure you, is not the problem. We need your help and, uh, well, we would very much like to see you. Thank you. It's Brant. We are pushing Brant down the high-ceilinged hallway. Distantly, we hear a Dolores soprano. Brent talks back over his shoulder. I don't know what the Dolores Soprano is. I believe it's uh, maybe an album they're listening to of classical uh, opera. We've had some terrible news. Mr. Lebowski is in seclusion in the West Wing. <laughs> Dude, huh? Brent throws open a pair of heavy double doors. The music washes over us as we enter a great study where Jeffrey Lebowski, a blanket thrown over his knees, stares hauntedly into a fire listening to La Hungren. I believe that's opera. Brandt announces ambiguously. Brandt, Mr. Lebowski? Jeffrey Lebowski waves the dude in without looking around. Lebowski, it's funny. I can look back on a life of achievement, on challenges met, competitors bested, obstacles overcome. I've accomplished more than most men and without the use of my legs. What, what makes a man, Mr. Lebowski? Dude, dude, huh? Dude, I don't know, sir. Lebowski, is it is it being prepared to do the right thing, whatever the price? Isn't that what makes a man? Sure, that and a pair of testicles. Lebrowski turns away from the dude with a haunted stare, lost in thought. Lebrowski, you're joking, but perhaps you're right. The dude thumps at his chest pocket. Dude, mind if I smoke a J? Lebowski, bunny? Turns back around and the firelight shows tear tracks on his cheek. Dude, excuse me? Lebowski, Bunny Lebowski, she's the light of my life. Are you surprised at my tears, sir? Fucking A. Same spelling as the other time. Lebowski, strong men also cry. Strong men also cry. He clears his throat. I received this fax this morning. Brant hastily pulls a flimsy sheet from his clipboard and hands it to the dude. As you can see, it's a ransom note, sent by cowards. Men who are unable to achieve on a level of field... <laughs> Take two. As you can see, it's a ransom note sent by cowards, men who are unable to achieve on a level fail to play, men who will not sign their names, weaklings, bums. The dude examines the facts. We have Bunny. Gather $1 million in unmarked non-consecutive 20s. Await instructions. No funny stuff. Dude, bummer. <laughs> He's high as shit. Dude, bummer. <clears throat> Lebowski looks soulfully at the dude. Lebowski, Brant will fill you in on the details. He wheels his chair around to once again gaze into the fire. Brant tugs at the dude's shirt and points him back to the hall. In the hallway. The soprano singing is once again faint. Brant's voice is hushed. Brant, Mr. Lebowski is prepared to make a generous offer to you to act as a courier once we get instructions for the money. Dude, why me, man? Brant, he suspects the culprits might be very might be the very people who soiled your rug, and you're in a unique, unique position to confirm or a uh, Disconfirm that suspicion. Dude, so he thinks it's the carpet pissers, huh? Brant, well, dude, we just don't know. Back to the bowling pins. Crash, gathered by a strike, slow motion, wider, still in slow motion. We are looking across the length of the bowling alley at a tall, thin, Hispanic bowler displaying perfect form. He wears an all-in-one Dacron polyester stretch bowling outfit with a racing stripe down each side. Fast track in. On the dude sitting next to Walter, 
in the molded plastic chairs. The dude is staring off towards the bowler. Dude. Fucking Quintana. That creep can roll, man. Back to the bowler, displaying great slow motion form as the dude in Walter's conversation continues over. Yeah, but he's a fucking pervert, dude. Dude, what? Walter, the man's a sex offender with a record. Spent six months in Chino for exposing himself to an eight-year-old. Flashback. We see Quintana in pressed jeans and a stretchy sweater walking up a stoop in a residential neighborhood and ringing the bell. The voiceover conversation continues. Dude, huh? Walter, when he moved down to Venice, he had to go door to door to tell everyone he's a pederast. The door swings open and a beer-swilling middle-aged man looks dully at Quintana, who looks hesitantly up. Donnie, what's a pederast, Walter? Walter, shut the fuck up, Donnie. Pins, scattered by a strike. Quintana, wheeling and thrusting a black glove fist into the air, stitch above the breast pocket of his all-in-one is his first name, Jesus. Back to Walter and the dude. They have been joined by Donnie. Top of page 29. Walter, anyway, how much do they offer you? Dude, 20 grand. And of course, I still keep the rug. Walter, just for making the handoff? Dude, yeah. He slips a little black box out of his shirt pocket. They gave dude a beeper. So whenever these guys call, Walter, what if it's during a game? Dude, I told him if it was during league play, Donnie has been watching Quintana. If what's during league play? Walter, life does not stop and start at your convenience, you miserable piece of shit. Donnie, what's wrong with Walter, dude? Dude, I figure it's easy money. It's all pretty harmless. I mean, she probably kidnapped herself. Walter, huh? Donnie, what do you mean, dude? Dude, Rug Peters did not do this. I mean, look at it. Young trophy wife, marries a guy for money, but figures he isn't giving her enough. She owes money all over town. Oops. Walter, fat. Fucking bitch. Dude, it's all a goddamn fake. Like Lennon said, look for the person who will benefit. And you will, uh, you know, you will, uh, you'll know what I'm trying to say. Donnie, I am the walrus? Walter, that fucking bitch. Yeah, Donnie, I am the walrus? Walter, shut the fuck up, Donnie. V.I. Lennon. Vladimir Ilyich Ulinov. <laughs> Ulinov. I probably got the pronunciation wrong, but it's pretty fucking good. Uh, what the fuck is he talking about? That's fucking exactly what happened, dude. This makes me fucking sick. Dude, yeah, well, what do you care, Walter? Donnie, yeah, dude, why is Walter so pissed off? Walter, those fucking rich fucks. This whole fucking thing. I did not watch my buddies die face down in the muck so that this fucking strumpet, strumpet, dude, I don't see any connection to Vietnam, Walter. Walter, well, there isn't a literal connection, dude. Dude, Walter, face it. There isn't any connection. It's your role. Walter, have it your way. The point is, dude, it's your role. Walter, the point fucking is, dude, it's your role. Voice, are you ready to be fucked, man? They both look up. Quintana, on his way out, looks down at them from the lip of the lanes. Over his polyester all-in-one, he now wears a windbreaker with a racing stripe and Jesus stitch on the breast. He's holding a fancy black and white, sorry, holding a fancy black and red leather ball satchel. Perhaps a Sylvia Wayne. Uh, it must be some sort of bowling name drop. I don't know. Behind him stands his partner, O'Brien, a short, fat Irishman with tufted red hair. Quintana, I see you rolled your way into the semis. Dios mio, man. Seamus and me, we're going to fuck you up. Dude, yeah, well, that's just like your opinion, man. Quintana looks at him, at Walter. Quintana, let me tell you something, Bendejo. 
You pull any crazy shit with me. You flash a piece out the lens. I'll take it away from you. Stick it up your fucking ass and pull the trigger till it goes click. Dude, Jesus. Quintana, you said it, man. But nobody fucks with the Jesus. Jesus walks away. Walter nods sadly. Walter, eight-year-olds, dude. We're on page 32. Dude's bungalow. We are looking down at the dude who's prone on the rug. His eyes are closed. He wears a Walkman headset. Leaking tinnily through the headphones, we can just hear an intermittent clatter. In his outflung hand lies a cassette tape, a cassette case labeled Venice Beach League Playoffs 1987. The dude absently licks his lips as we faintly hear a ball rumbling down the lane. On its impact with the pins, the dude opens his eyes. He screams. A blonde woman looms, looms over him. Next to her, a young man in paint-splattered denims stoops and swings something towards the camera. The sap catches the dude on the chin and sends his head thunking back to the rug. A million stars explode against a field of black. We hear the la-la-la-la of the man in me. The black field dissolves into the pattern of the rug. The rug rolls away to reveal an aerial view of the city of Los Angeles at twilight, moving below us at great speed. The dude is flying over the city, his arms thrown out in front of him. The wind whipping his hair and billowing his bowling shirt, he looks up. Ahead, the mysterious blonde woman wings away, riding on the dude's rug like a sheik on a magic carpet. She's outpacing us, growing smaller. The dude does a couple of lazy crawl strokes and then notices that a bowling ball has materialized in his forward hand. His, be he, his bemusement turns to concern over the aerodynamic implications just as the ball seems to suddenly assume its weight, abruptly snapping his arm down and him after it. He is falling. From a high angle, we see the dude hurtling towards the city, dragged by the ball. A reverse looking up shows the dude hurtling towards us out of the inky sky, his eyes wide with horror, led by the bowling ball. He zooms past the camera, leaving us in black. We hear a distant rumble, like thunder, Dull reflections materialize in the darkness. They are glints off the shiny surface of the incoming bowling ball. Okay, so this is all a, uh, a hallucination or a dream sequence um, where he's flying over, and, and this whole page goes into more. So um, let's go to the bottom. I, I'm not going to read all that, guys. It's, uh, you, you know, you know, my ADHD steps in when I see this much fucking direction and, and, and uh, description. So, yeah, so he hits the pins, and then he wakes up, I think. We hear a beep fade in down at the bottom of the page. We are close in on the dude upside down. As the picture fades in, the bowling noises continue, but filtered and faint. They come from the dude's Walkman, the headset of which is now askew, with one arm off the ear. As the dude opens his eyes, we spiral slowly upward to put him right side around. His head is now resting against hardwood floor, not the rug. Dude, oh, man. He raises himself onto his elbows and massages the red lump on his jaw. The beeper on his belt is blinking red, in sync with the continuing irritating beeps. Wide on the room, an end table is upset, but otherwise the furniture's in place. Rug is gone. Dude looks around. Bowling sounds continue. The beeps continue. The phone starts to jangle. We push Brant down the familiar marble hallway. Again, there's a distant aria. Brant throws out a wrist to look at his watch. Okay, so we went from sort of this, this daydreaming, hallucination, um, I don't know if he got maybe concussion, back to the, the, the other Lebowski house um, where Brant is, is 
summoning him because the, the beeper goes off and, and Lebowski's got to get to work. Whew. Okay, page 34, halfway down. Brant, they called about 80 minutes ago. They want you to take the money and drive north on the 405. They'll call you on the portable phone with instructions in about 40 minutes. One person only, or I'd go with you. They were very clear on that. One person only. What happened to your job? Dude, oh, nothing, you know. Uh, they've reached a little desk outside the Big Lebowski's office. Brant opens its bottom drawer with a key and takes out an attache case. He hands this to the dude along with a cellular phone and a battery pack carrying case. Yeah, uh, back in this, this is 95. This is kind of like back when I was in Vegas. Uh, cell phones, they were around, but they were bulky and uh, huge batteries, um, expensive airtime, all that kind of shit. So it wasn't like everybody, it wasn't like, just give me your number, I'll call you. It was like, oh, hey, I have a cell phone. So here's the number. Only call me between five and nine at night. Uh, be prepared to, it's, back in those days, it was really weird. Um, and no camera phones, no texting, just these big Nokia um, flip phones with a, you had to pull the little antenna out. It, it was insane. Um, oh no, you know, they reached the end of the desk. They saying, hey, here's the money and the phone. Please, dude, follow whatever instructions they give. Uh huh. Dude, Brent, her life is in your hands. Oh man, don't say that. Mr. Lebowski asked me to repeat that. Her life is in your hands. Dude, shit. Brent, her life is in your hands, dude. And report back to us as soon as it's done. All right, we're in the dude's car. I believe it's a, it's a LeBaron, Chrysler LeBaron. Uh, we pan off the dude driving to his point of view through the front windshield. The headlights play over Walter standing, waiting in front of the storefront of Sobchak Security. Though he is wearing khaki shorts and shirt, the fact that he holds a battered brown briefcase makes him look oddly like a commuter. He also holds an irregular shape bundled in brown wrapping paper. The car stops in front of him, and he opens the dude's door and hands him the briefcase. Walter, take the ringer. I'll drive. The dude takes the briefcase and slides over. The what? The ringer. The ringer, dude. Have they called yet? The dude opens the briefcase and paws bemusedly through it as the car starts rolling. What the hell is this? My dirty undies. Laundry dude. The whites. (laughs) Uh, He closes the briefcase. Walter, I'm sure there is a reason you brought your dirty undies. Walter, that's right, dude. The weight. The ringer can't look empty. Dude, Walter, what the fuck are you thinking? Walter, well, you're right, dude. I got to thinking. I got to thinking, why should we sell for a measly fucking 20 grand? Dude, we? What the fuck we? You said you just wanted to come along. Walter, my point, dude, is why should we settle for 20 grand and we can keep the entire million? Am I wrong? Dude, yes, you're wrong. This isn't a fucking game, Walter. Walter, it is a fucking game. You said so yourself. Dude, she kidnapped herself. Dude, yeah, but... The phone chirps. Dude grabs it. Dude here. Voice. German accent. Who is this? <laughs> That's not German accent at all. I don't know why the fuck I just made that one. Who is this? Dude, the bag man. Where do you want us to go? Voice. Us? Dude. Shit. Uh, you know, me and the driver. I'm not handling the money and driving the car and talking on the phone all by my fucking voice. Shut the fuck up. Beat. Hello? Dude, yeah? Voice. Okay, listen. Walter looks over at the dude and bellows. Dude, are you fucking this up? Voice. Who is that? The driver, man. I told you. Click. Dial tone. Ah, shit. Walter, he... Walter, what the fuck is going on here? Dude, they hung up, Walter. You fucked it up. You fucked it up. Her life was in our hands. Walter, easy, dude. Dude, we're screwed now. 
We don't get shit, and they're going to kill her. We're fucked, Walter. Walter, dude, nothing is fucked. Come on. You're being very undude right now. They'll call back. Look, she kidnapped her. The phone chirps. You see? Nothing is fucked up here, dude. Nothing is fucked. These guys are fucking amateurs. Dude, shut up, Walter. You're, don't fucking say peep when I'm doing business here. Walter, pray. okay, have it your way, dude. The dude unclips the phone from the battery pack. <laughs> but they're amateurs. The dude glares at Walter into the phone. Dude here, voice. Okay, V proceed. But only if there's no funny stuff. Dude, yeah, voice. So no funny stuff, okay? Dude, hey, just tell me where the fuck you want us to go. A highway sign, Simi Valley Road. Uh, Simi Valley's way up there. It's a long drive. It flashes by in the headlights of the roaring car. Dude, that was the sign. Walter wrestles the car onto the two-lane road. Walter, yeah, so as long as we get her back, nobody's in a position to complain, and we keep the backsheesh. We keep the backsheesh. I think that's the money. Dude, terrific, Walter, but you haven't told me how we get her back. Where is she? Walter, that's the simple part, dude. When we make the handoff, I'll grab the guy and beat it out of him. He looks at the dude. Huh? Dude, yeah, it's a great plan, Walter. It's fucking ingenious. If I understand it correctly, that's a Swiss fucking watch. That's right, dude. The beauty of this is its simplicity. If the plan gets too complex, something always goes wrong. If there's one thing I learned in Nam, the phone chirps. Dude, voice, you are approaching a wooden bridge. <laughs> I don't know why I'm speaking like that. When you cross it, if you throw the bag from the left window of the moving car, do not slow down. Vivacio. Click dial tone. Dude, fuck. Walter, what do you say? Where's the handoff? There is a fucking handoff, Walter. At a wooden bridge, we throw the money out of the car. Walter, huh? Dude, we throw the money out of the moving car. Walter stares dumbly for a beat. We can't do that, dude. That fucks up our plan. Dude, well, call them up and explain it to them, Walter. Your plan's so fucking simple. I'm sure they'd fucking understand it. That's the beauty of it, Walter. Walter, wooden bridge, huh? Dude, I'm throwing the money, Walter. We're not fucking around. Walter, the bridge is coming up. Give me the ringer, dude. Chop, chop. Dude, fuck that. I love you, Walter. But sooner or later, you're going to have to face the fact you're a goddamn moron. Walter, okay, dude. No time to argue. Here's the bridge. There's the bump and new steady of the car on the bridge. The dude is twisting around to pull the money briefcase from the back seat. Walter reaches one arm across dude's body to grab the laundry. And here goes the ringer. He flings it out the window. Dude, Walter, your wheel, dude. I'm rolling out. Dude, what the fuck? Walter, your wheel at 15 mph. Yeah, at 15 miles per hour. At 15 mph, I roll out. I double back, grab one of them, and beat it out of them. The Uzi. Uh, just in case you're not following around, uh, Walter spelled that. Uh, the, the, the screenwriter spelled that out. Your wheel at 15, uh, and then spelled out E M dash P E E dash A. I-T-C-H, M-P-H. I don't know why they didn't use the letters. They used a phonetic spelling of the letters. Anywho, dude, Uzi? Walter points across the seat at the paper-wrapped bundle. Walter, you didn't think I was rolling out of here naked? Dude, Walter, please. Walter's flung open his door and is leaning halfway out over the road. Walter, 15, this is it, dude. Let's take that hill. Walter rolls out with his parcel, giving a loud grunt as he hits the pavement. The car swerves and lurches, and the dude, cursing, takes the wheel. Outside, Walter tumbles onto the shoulder and rat-tat-tat-tat-tat. Muzzle flashes tear open the wrapping paper. 
inside the car. The car rocks and the dude wrestles with the wheels. Outside, the car clunks and screams around a skid. Inside, the dude is thrown forward as the car hits something. Outside, as the dude struggles out holding the satchel of money, the front of his car is crumpled into a tree. The car body sags back to the left where the rear wheel has been shot out. Walter is just rising from the ground massaging an injured knee. The dude runs up the road towards the bridge, frantically waving the satchel in the air. We have it! We have it! There is a distant engine roar. A motorcycle bumps up onto the road from the ravine under the bridge and, tires squealing, skids around to speed away in the opposite direction, closely followed by two more roaring motorcycles. Dude, we have it! We have it! The dude and Walter stand in the middle of the road, watching the three red lights fishtail away. After a long staring moment, Walter, ah, fuck it, dude, let's go bowling. Bowling lane, a ball rumbles in to scatter ten pins. Walter, he turns from the lane to where the dude sits in a nook of molded plastic chairs. The dude listlessly holds the portable phone in his lap. It's ringing. Walter, eights, shime, dude. As the ex would say, I believe that's uh, that's uh, Yiddish. I don't uh, maybe Yiddish is Yiddish even a real thing. Um, it probably is. I don't speak Yiddish, dude. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? What the fuck are we gonna tell Lebowski, Walter? Huh? Oh him? Yeah. Well, I don't see. I don't see what the problem is. Page forty-three. Portable phone stops ringing. Dude, huh? The problem is. What do you mean? What's the there's no, we, we did, they're gonna kill that poor woman. Walter, what the fuck are you talking about? That poor woman, that poor slut, kidnapped herself, dude. You said it so yourself. No, Walter, I said I thought she kidnapped herself. You're the one who's so fucking certain. Walter, that's right, dude, 100% certain. Donnie is trotting excitedly up. They post to the next round of the tournament. Walter, Donnie, shut the fuck up. When do we play? Donnie, this Saturday, Quintana and Saturday? Well, they'll have to reschedule. Dude, Walter, what am I going to tell Lebowski? Dude, Walter, what am I going to tell Lebowski? Okay, so uh, dude, the dude is asking Walter um, how to explain all this to Lebowski. Walter is fucking beside himself because they scheduled. Okay, here we go. I told that fuck down at the league office who's in charge of, who's in charge of scheduling. Dude, Walter, Donnie Burkhalter. I told that crowd a fucking thousand times. I don't roll. I don't roll on Shabbos. It's already posted, Walter. Well, they can fucking unpost it, dude. Who gives a shit, Walter? What about that poor woman? What do we tell Walter? Come on, dude. Eventually, she'll get sick of her little game and you know, wander back. Donnie, how come you don't roll on Saturday, Walter? Walter, it's Shomer Shabbos. Donnie, what's that, Walter? Dude, yeah. And in the meantime, what do I tell Lebowski? Walter, Saturday is Shabbos. Jewish day of rest means I don't work, I don't drive a car, I don't fucking ride in a car, I don't handle money, I don't turn on the oven, and I sure as shit don't fucking roll. Donnie, sheesh. Dude, Walter, how? Walter, Shammer Shabbos. The dude gets to his feet with the portable phone. Dude, that's it. I'm out of here. Walter, for Christ's sakes, dude. Walter and Donnie join the dude as he walks out of the bowling alley. Hell, you just tell him, well, you tell him, uh, tell him we made the handoff. Everything went, uh, you know. Donnie, oh yeah, how did it go? Walter, went all right. Dude's car got a little dinged up. Dude, but Walter, we didn't make the fucking handoff. They didn't get the fucking money. And they're gonna, they're gonna, Walter, yeah, yeah, kill that poor woman. I love that he swings his arms. He's being so fucking condescending. 
Uh, he, he waves both arms as if conducting a symphony orchestra. Kill that poor woman. Donnie, Walter, if you can't ride in a car, how'd you get around, how do you get around on Chavez? Walter, really, dude, you surprise me. They're not going to kill shit. They're not going to do shit. What can they do? <laughs> fucking amateurs. And meanwhile, look at the bottom line. Who's sitting on a fucking million dollars? Am I wrong? Walter, who's got a fucking million dollars parked in the trunk of our car out there? Dude, our car? Walter? Walter, and what do they got, dude? My dirty undies. My fucking whites. Say, where is the car? The three bowlers stopped at the edge of the lot, stare out at an empty parking lot. Donnie, who has your undies, Walter? Walter, where's your car, dude? Dude, you know, you don't know, Walter. You seem to know the answer to fucking everything. Walter, hmm, well, we were in a handicap spot. It's, uh, it probably got towed. Dude, it's been stolen, Walter. You fucking know it. It's been stolen. Walter, well, certainly that's a possibility, dude. Dude, oh, fuck it. The dude walks away across the lot. The portable phone starts ringing again. Donnie, where are you going, dude? Dude, I'm going home, Donnie. Donnie, your phone's ringing, dude. Thank you, Donnie. Dude's living room. Uh, let, you know what? Let's stop right there. That's, uh, that'll be episode two. We covered up to page 46. Thanks for listening. Uh, uh, like, subscribe, comment, all that kind of shit. Um, you know, all that kind of crap. I don't know. I, I don't know. Let's keep going. I'll see you next episode. Bye. Smoke some weed, drink some wine. Reminisce, talk some shit, forever young is in your mind. Leave a mark they can't erase, through neither space nor time. So when the director yells cut, I'll be fine. I am forever young, 